Hello, I'm Larue Milan from Your New England Free Jacks, and you're watching The Jacks Ranger Show. Huzzah! Huzzah! This is Phil Harris here at The Jacks Ranger Show. Do not adjust your uh, TV or your dial or whatever you're watching this on. Yes, we've gone live three times in a row tonight. We are joined this time with Scott, the big guy Ferrara. Scott, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. How are you, brother? Excellent, man. You are our New York correspondent, and it just so happens that the New England Free Jacks are playing your New York Dog Walkers this weekend <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, they're traveling up to Fort Quincy, so super excited about this. Um, you know, we have you on here every single time that these two teams play, and we have you on in the offseason to try to, try to figure out what's going on uh, with uh, your New York team. So let's talk about, before we get too far into anything, um, let's talk about the Rugby Rant. That is your main show that you co-host. And also you've got Break Time, uh, which is your specific New York uh, supporters uh, podcast. What's been going on with that lately? Correct. Well, uh, I mean, Break Time, we've just been doing our thing. We're live every Thursday. Usually we're trying to bring a, a Rooney player on and, and talk mm -hmm. about, um, it's, it's less about rugby, believe it or not, and more about the player themselves. We feel like on our Break Time, we want to, show the fans how the players are and their personality and things like that. Things that we feel are kind of get pushed by the wayside right now, just the way we're like every team's kind of doing social media. And you're kind of seeing upgrades in that with teams like the free Jackson Rooney doing like, you know, the, the on the field questions and stuff like that. But we just kind of want to push yeah. it and make it a little more personal. And then the rugby rant, we're doing the same thing. We always do Monday nights. We, we generally have our run pass or kick interviews with somebody in North America. And then yeah. Thursday nights, we have our, uh, our taped rant episodes um, mm -hmm. this week. Uh, we're talking about Miami and should there be benchmarks for the MLR uh, for creating new teams. So like, for example, you know, at six months, you should have a, you know, a stadium ready at four months. You should have, you know, a list of players you're, you're prospecting, things like that. So it's a really interesting topic that me and Rob kind of went and Ty went back and forth on this week. So. Very cool. That's very interesting. I'm really super excited to get Miami into the league here. They just announced mm -hmm. their coach today. We've yep. got the logo. We got the, you know, they've let fans vote on the jerseys. So very, very cool stuff happening down there in South Florida. Wanted to pull out this comment. Dylan, our buddy Dylan, new goal for me, meet the big guy in person. So we just saw him <laughs> uh, at Fort Quincy for the first time ever. First uh, Free Jacks home game that I was able to meet him and got a pitch with him. So very, nice. very nice guy. Love him. Great Ranger yes. for sure. Uh, let's talk about some stuff here. You've provided us with some information about the new draft picks for New York and new acquisitions for New York in previous appearances this season. But who are a couple of guys that are flying under the radar that uh, could have a big game against the Jacks? Well, uh, Manate Akui just got signed, and he's he was an old blue player um, for a couple of years playing PR7s. Um, he is a, a loose forward. He was playing in the seven jersey uh, this weekend. And the thing is, he does everything you want him to do as a 15s player, right? He tackles, he gets into breakdowns, mm -hmm. you know, he cops a good defense. He does everything you want in, in a good sevens player, which is he has speed, closing speed. Uh, he can make great offloads. Um, you know, he's a finisher um, and, you know, he's a, he's a young kid. So he comes with enthusiasm and I have a feeling um, if he doesn't get the start, uh, he's definitely going to come in for some meaningful minutes. Um, I, we just had Willie Whiteside. He, I don't believe he got into the match last week, but he was called up uh, one of the draft picks. So Rooney has a lot of injuries. There's about 14 guys on the injury reserve, Jeez. I believe, and a half of them are starters. You know, Benjamin Bonasso injured, um, Jack Hyten injured, uh, Brendan O'Connor injured, um, Jason Emery probably injured for this upcoming match uh, with the Free Jacks after taking a head knock. Um, you know, so we had a, a lot of guys. Uh, um, out, you know, I'm, pr I'm probably missing a, a whole bunch. So we, you know, props, uh, Nick Mayhew out, Tavita Lange out, 
Um, is Ed Fado? I heard he had a, in, a knee injury. Is he out? Ed, Ed Fado was out. I don't okay. know if he's coming back. It's kind of like a day by day thing. He did warm up okay. um, this this Sunday, but he that he wasn't going to play. He wasn't the twenty three, but he was warming up like he would regularly. So I think it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, I know for example, like you know, Joe Basser was out with an HIA, and he was supposed to go two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden he got a a symptom, and they had to keep him out. So it's it's a lot of. Um, Craziness going on, but let's listen. Rugby's a war of attrition, and we have really good backups that played really good rugby against the Saber Cats. So yes, you know it's it's just the way it is, man. You know for sure. Yeah, that's that's what happens, man. Look at Toronto, right? I mean, <laughs> two weeks ago they had like fourteen guys injured as well. So it, it's crazy. It, it really. I mean, when they played us at home um, earlier in in the season, they had twelve guys on the injured reserve, and then they had two players go up for the same ball. And almost knock each other out. And Oof. they were already they were already down enough backs where like they had a guy playing at ten at the time who I didn't think played ten the MLR whatsoever. Yep. And he just had to jump in. So it's it's crazy sometimes with those injuries. It is, and it's unfortunate because you definitely want to play your opponents at their best, right? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna play them regardless. If the team shows up, you gotta play them. But I mean, we what we definitely want to be playing these teams at their full strength because the Free Jacks right now pretty high flying in the, mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference. We're doing pretty dang well. Uh, we're head and shoulders above people in the standings at least, you know. Uh, so um, let's talk about what's been going on with New York on the pitch since we last spoke with you. Um, you know, not doing too great in the standings right now. A little surprising to be honest with a lot of people that are just casuals out there. You expect New York to be in the mix. Yeah, you expect it. But like I said, I think here's a full injury list. This is this was as as of last week. So Ed Vidal out, Jack Heighton out, Brendan O'Connor out, uh Chance Wingluski out, Nick Mayhew out, Benjamin Benasso out, Pago Heine out. Those are the starters. Plus, you have Joe Basser, who usually comes on as reserve. Ishmael Shabazz, who comes on a reserve, Johnny Powers and Amy Matthews have been getting playing time. And then Troy Lockyer has been injured since last season and hasn't played yet. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, 12 guys, seven of them are starters. Um, and, you know, that's just, unfortunately, that's just, just the way it is where we have our backup uh, hooker starting at, at tight head prop right now. Oh, you know, and geez. Caleb Geiger, yeah. you know, he never playing prop before. This is his third year, fourth year playing rugby uh, as a hooker. And then he had to have emergency start in at, in, in the tight head spot. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's more of um, I wouldn't say a lack of cohesion as much as just just plugging and playing guys in that haven't practiced at that level before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you you get things where you get some little mistakes. You know, Christian Rodriguez unfortunately had a mistake against Houston that you know really put the game away by two tries. And then, you know, Rooney came back and scored to, to get the two bonus points. But, you know, that one little mental lapse in his first time playing with Rooney, you know, maybe the game goes a little differently going against a pretty much full strength Houston team. That's, you know, really bringing to bear. So I think it's more of, like I said, not a lack of cohesion, but just because we have these injuries, it's kind of, it's tough, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's a real shame, like I was saying earlier, with the injury crisis that's taking place with some of the Eastern Conference teams right now, including New York. But I wanted to ask you, what's uh, let's put you into the Steve Lewis role for a moment. What one player on another team in MLR right now are you speed dialing to try to get? Uh, obviously, the, the trade deadline and that sort of stuff has passed. But if you could have, you know, go back in time, who are you bringing in? One player to make New York, you know, the, the, the pieces are all uh, combined at this point to make them unbeatable. I mean, you would, one you guy? would. You would think it would be a prop. You would, you have guys like Alec McDonald out of Houston who get backup playing time as a prop. That is a is a decent start. And we just you know Alec is a is a friend of mine, and, and I love watching him play. And, and he did get good minutes in Houston. But honestly, I think it would be in the back line for me. I think you got guys like in Seattle. Oh, what's the Irish? There's an Irish kid's name Busby. 
um, who's a, who's a decent player who I think if you threw in right now, he could play with guys like uh, uh, um, Nick Feeks and Brooklyn Hardiger and kind of fit in well um, with mm-hmm. the way they play. And, you know, it's not just the, it's not just about the individual play. How are they going to fit into the system and how are they sure. going to fit with the guys who are getting the of course and things like that? Um, you know, it's, it, you know, how are they going to fit with, with your right now, your star uh, backline player, Andrew Coe is, is getting a lot of meters um, mm-hmm. and doing a lot of things right now. He's a great I mean, player. He, really, really, I got it. Yeah. His defensive, he like he, he's a he's a smaller wing, but he likes to smack people on defense. It's just a tenacity <laughs> there, which yeah. sometimes does get him in trouble. He's known to get a head knock or two, which always stinks. But you know that's what you want. You want to show you that 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 aggressiveness. But yeah, I think I think you go back line. I I think his name is Busby out of Seattle. Is a good would be a good pickup. Okay, love that pickup there. Let's talk about the slap heard around the world. At this point, uh, last week's game, Houston at New York, um, their uh, head coach takes some offense to what took place on the pitch with the strength and conditioning coach, I believe, for New York, comes out onto the pitch, is yelling uh, to the coaches of New York, comes up, slaps, I believe your head coach, is that right? No, 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 it, it was the strength and conditioning okay. coach. I'll, I'll let you, you go ahead and describe it. Yeah, so, so yeah, uh, Ali Richardson is the strength and conditioning coach. Now, from where we were sitting, you know, it was a hydration break. Everybody was mm-hmm. hydrating themselves and stretching and kind of BSing because that's, you know, the, the game's taking a break and we just kind of heard a commotion. And, you know, from what we have seen from the footage so far, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, we, we see um, Houston's head coach coming out on the field yelling at New York strength and conditioning coach, um, it turns into a slap, which may or may not have made contact because it's kind of rough to see from that footage. And then it turns into Ollie Richardson coming up and, and making, you know, throwing some punches. So MLR came out with an update today about this. So it says yes. competition update. League office is investigating an incident that took place on the sideline between um, the match between uh, New York and Houston on the, that particular date. Upon completion of investigation, the league will take any necessary action in line with our competition and behavioral regulations. I'm sure both play, uh, both um, coaches will get suspended. Mm-hmm. I don't know for how length. And I'm sh- and listen, I'm not defending whatever Ali Richardson did, but he did not, in my opinion, as far as the violence part of it, the actual thing. You know, he was being pushed by a coach, and he kind of pushed him away, and then you know got slapped for it. Um, on a lighter note. Ali Richardson just trained boxers and MMA fighters in the off season. So he might not be, he might, he has, he has a gnarlier, uh, he, he really does have a gnarlier cauliflower than most rugby players. Gotcha. Um, but I'm, I'm obviously I'm joking, but yeah, yeah, I think both, both coaches should be disciplined to whatever standard they need to be disciplined at. It's, we don't need this kind of bullshit in the league. And in my opinion, you had a week of really close matches. Yep. A lot of them came down to having the teams who lost get bonus points for those losses. And what they're talking about is this, this, bullshit fight and that's not right what yeah it's it's not it's not a great look for the league i believe it was on fs1 or fs2 so that's Correct, yeah. you know millions and millions of americans potentially tuning in to see that uh it's not exactly what we want for the face of the league at all right. by any means um and it really t- kind of takes away from the the great competitions that we had over the weekend that's a great way to describe it uh but it is interesting to talk about i, I suppose absolutely uh, hey, we got to i, I hear you yeah, we yeah. Got to. Yep, for sure. Let's talk about this, though. Let's change subjects. Last season, we saw New York add two legendary All Blacks to the roster, excuse me, very late into the season. Is that something that you anticipate happening? Obviously, the the signing period Mm -hmm. is over with, but they could have potentially signed somebody and then announced them later on. Do you have any inside information about this? Do you expect them to go that route with with the standings at this point where they I, are? I don't. I don't think so. The only reason being is last year when they were looking at it, you had Ed Fidel with a knee injury that kept him out essentially up until the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you had um, Andrew Coe who had just gotten an HIA, 
And then you had Troy Lockyer who tore his hamstring. So you're talking about your starting fullback and your two starting wings out potentially for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And again, those signings happened on signing day. <clears throat> and then they, you know, it, it, as with the MLR, you don't want to, you don't want to say a guy's coming and then all of a sudden the VC gets denied. You know, we know right. it's this league on every team has had visa issues forever. There's teams mm-hmm. that have visa issues going into Canada to play home game, you know, when Toronto plays home games where they have to take in different players. So it's just, it's not a Rooney thing. It's not a free Jacks thing. It's just a league wide thing. Yep. Um, but I think with the players injuries we have now, they're more likely to come back. There's less of this season ending gotcha. type stuff right. than there was last year. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, most of this stuff is just like, you know, you have to see how you go. And if you're ready to go, you'll be on that in that 23 versus I've torn something. I need a surgery. And now I'm looking to rehab six months, sure. which is sure. what happened last year. Well, the, the big news around Free Jacks camp right now is the, the re-signing uh, of Bodine Waka, the league's MVP last year. Absolutely tore everybody apart last year. Um, certainly the, the, the biggest player uh, in Free Jacks history uh, up to this point. What's the New York perspective on this? Are you guys terrified or what, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't think I don't think any any rugby player is terrified of any other rugby player. They're going to go sure. out and they're going to you know do what they need to do. I think the advantages um, of bringing bring, uh, Bowden back is even if they changed, let's say, the game plan, right, and the playbook to whatever they were, you know, from last year to this year, mm-hmm. um, he can come in and you can just kind of throw him at center and he could be the guy that just runs that straight center line. You know what I mean? So I would say that that's not his natural position. Or no, no, correct. But, him at, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. But just to get him, if you want to put him in, you can put him at the center and he could just run straight. Because, you know, he doesn't have to learn all the technical stuff of the back line as far as all the plays, if they've changed. You know, I don't know. I'm not an insider on that. But if they haven't changed, you can throw him at the wing and he could be a little more expansive in what they're going to do. So, you know, I think it's not necessarily being terrified, but, you know, you play who you play and you play him as hard as you can, you know? It's it's a fair it's a fair answer there. Um, Ed Ed Fidel and Boda, Ed comes back and Bowden's on the wing. That's going to, I wonder if they're going to play be on the same side. That'll be an interesting uh, uh, uh an interesting matchup for sure mm-hmm. there. Uh, two excellent excellent players, but you know, of course, uh, for the Free Jacks we're very excited to get him back. Um if you just look at the back line itself, it, it it's just a murderer's row right now for the New England Free Jacks. And if you look at our back row as well, it's it's just talent upon talent. So, we're feeling pretty good right now. It's we're the high-flying New England Free Jacks, 7 and uh 2 right now, leading the Eastern Conference by quite a bit of margin here, but uh, on the show in the off season, your way too early prediction for the New York Iron Workers Professional Rugby Football Club of the Union Code was <laughs> eleven and five. Right now, they're playing five hundred. Actually, they're below five hundred rugby. Mm-hmm. I wrote this, you know, in the in the anticipation mm-hmm. that you'd be coming on prior to today. Are you sticking with your prediction? Any concern that they may miss the playoffs? I guess is really the the true question I want answered. I mean, I think if we can get all of our players back in a healthy fashion, I think we can get back to the rugby we had earlier in the season where we were you know, playing up to our potential. Um, it's one of those things where, um, again, with the style we play and the injuries we have, it seems to be feast or famine. If we can stop the mistakes, we can get a good win, you know, And um, but it's stopping those mistakes. And I think it's mm-hmm. just a mental thing. So I do think, again, I didn't think they were going to take the st- top spot. I-, I like sitting pretty at the two or three. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. Um, I like I like not having that bye week. I think you can kind of roll into the playoffs in that semifinal on a roll with a good with a good quarterfinal win. 
So I still think we'll be in that two or three spot at the end of the season. I mean, what you're describing, your ideal scenario, is exactly what happened last year. And you guys came into Fort Quincy and beat mm-hmm. us. Very surprising for most Free Jacks fans out there. We thought we were a little bit unvincible to a certain extent. And you guys went on to win the championship. So kudos to you in that fashion for sure. But it's definitely a bit of a different feel oh, from last season. And a lot of that has to do with injuries, as you're describing. You know, mistakes being made but potentially because of those injuries with players that normally wouldn't be getting starting time and stuff like that. So it's very interesting to see where the standings are. Every single team except for the Free Jacks are below 500 rugby right now in the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. It felt like last year the Eastern Conference was the better conference, and now it's just turned on its head. So it's a little little unnerving uh, for Eastern Conference fans. Let's talk about the most important question of all the interview so far. Will you be making the trip up to Fort Quincy on April the 30th to see our, your, excuse me, uh, New York dog walkers face off against the mighty New England Free Jacks? Unfortunately, I will not be making Ooh. the trip. Uh, yeah, for, for those of that that know, I do have three foster children and uh, they do have soccer. And that's one of the things they love. You know, the soccer games are all on Sunday. Um, so I, I, my wife last week was a home Rooney match. My wife took him to soccer. So this week I'll be taking both boys to soccer. So unfortunately, I'm not making it. Sorry. That's all right. You know what? Uh, family comes first for sure. Uh, we will miss you, uh, though, because it's been a while Absolutely. since you've been up to, uh, mm-hmm. to New Two York. years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Question for the big guy. How is the new stadium for New York, New York so far? Uh, it really is a great stadium. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you, you talk about what you're looking at. And I've noticed that for New York's perspective, sometimes we've had stadiums that are right on the seats are right on the field level. And if you're sitting midfield, it's kind of hard to sit. So it's set back just a little bit because there is a track, mm-hmm. but that gives you a better field view of what's going on. Right. Um, you know, it's brand new. I mean, it's 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 amazing. They have food trucks there. They have Stout uh, NYC provides the uh, the beer and the adult beverages. Um, this week we had a brand new pizza truck. It actually happens to be a friend of mine. My buddy Dave D'Amico runs the most successful pizza truck in Westchester County called Abitz. Nice. Um, yeah, he's been running that truck for about ten years, and then they have. Um, uh, steak, which is this great, amazing uh, steak. They do like steak fries and, and cheesesteak sandwiches and nachos and stuff. And then we have, you know, the regular vendor stuff. The best part about it is free parking right across the street. The big guy <laughs> in the bottom of the Best Buy parking lot does a great tailgate. Um, you know, we had a bunch of guys come over from uh, from the Free Jack fans from the from um, the first regiment and hang out with us at the tailgate. And that's the best part was having the tailgate, going to the match. Having the social afterwards, uh, you yep. know, the big guys, it's, it's tough for me to get to the social with the kids. But last week I finally made a social. That'll probably nice. be my one, my one for the year. <laughs> right. But listen, it was, it was a, it's a great time and it's a good atmosphere. And we're finally getting that rolling, um, all that, all that fanfare back into the stadiums now. And we have, you know, uh, um, Iron Will, which is the new gorilla mascot, you know, who's, yeah. who's terrorizing things, you know, and it's funny because people were asking like, you know, what is, well, King Kong, you know, climb the empire state building in the movie and that's what it's, it makes you know, sense kinda, it makes you know, sense. it's yeah. it's a little it's 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 for the kids it's not supposed to be like a serious mascot the kids right. are taking pictures with it and stuff it's fun it's like woodgy it's it's yeah. a fun thing you know I agree. It, it It is pretty clever to, you know, you're embracing this branding of the skyscrapers and stuff like that. So it does make sense in that, uh, in that sense, I guess. Uh, but for sure, listen, uh, you know, we went down there. Uh, I was not expected to go, but I did end up going down there to uh, um, Mount Vernon. Uh, yep. And it was, it was a blast. It is very, very much improved compared to, was it Jersey City last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it is much better uh, of a venue for sure. Um, and I hope you guys stay there for quite a while because you definitely need to build it up and mm-hmm. just stay at one place. And, and yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe they're on a three-year deal. 
There you go. So. Perfect. That's great. I mean, it's a good, uh, you know, uh, capacity as well. I don't know the exact numbers, but it seems like uh, it's 30, 3,900 uh, total. And you perfect. can add some, you can add some uh, uh, standing room if you wanted to. So there you go. Yeah. That's the perfect size for right now and in, in the history of the MLR. But the two most important questions here, how does New York come into the madhouse that is Fort Quincy and get a win against the Jacks? Well, I think they need to get uh, their lineout straightened out. They've had issues. Um, the throws have been good. It just seems as though they're having issues with other teams poaching it. So I don't know if they're tipping their hat with these new rules of of not having these you know union meetings before lineouts to figure out the play. <laughs> I wonder if they're tipping their pitch somewhere in that. Um, I do think uh, between that and just the mental errors, like we talked about, they've had a lot of handling errors, which isn't usually part of, of their game. Like I said, I think that's just due to kind of some disjointed play between the players because they haven't had that time to play in game with each other that way. So I think it's just lack of mental mistakes, get the lineup straightened out. And, you know, it's, it's it, whoever makes the less mistakes in rugby is generally going to win. For sure. Uh, speaking of mistakes, the Free Jacks have had some issues with discipline uh, over the past several weeks. You know, it seems like when we have less, we, we do very well and end up winning the game. Sometimes when we have more, we it really takes a lot to us win the game or either lose the game, especially on the road. Uh, we've, we've had some issues, but uh, let's talk about your score prediction for the game. What do you got for us? I'm going Rooney minus three. I think Rooney wins by a squeaker. I think Sam Windsor comes in at the end, like he did against Houston to slot the two mm -hmm. points to get the bonus point. But I think this one's going to be for a win. I want to say 34, 31 Rooney. Wow. High scoring. I, I like, I like the optimism, you know, you know, I, I appreciate it. I don't think it's going to go quite that way. You know, the last game, I don't remember the exact score, but the free Jacks definitely pulled away in the last. Yeah. Quarter. It was like death by a thousand cuts. Rooney kept yeah. giving you guys a penalty right in the middle of the field, yep. right within a good range to kick. And you guys took advantage of it. I mean, that's, that was the play. You know? Do you, you know, again, we won't know exactly what lineup will be uh, coming out, but I really feel good about the Free Jacks. I feel good against practically every team that we play. Is our roster is better up and down the twenty-three, and that's something that the coaching staff has talked about. They wanted to build up depth and stuff like that. So I have the confidence that even if we're behind, that we will kind of break ahead in the last quarter of the game, and that has happened uh, to us. So maybe it will be a close affair, but I feel like the Free Jacks will have enough depth to get over the line for another victory. Um, but this will be the first one in the last two attempts at Fort Quincy with New York coming to town. So it's always in the back of my mind, you know, with what took place last year. And hopefully we can get that monkey off our back this time around. <laughs> Scott, I appreciate you being on here. I'm going to say one word to exit the video in three, two, one. Huzzah, baby.